Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJNL General Contractors. They are licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee, and they provide services such as mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you need any of these services, contact them 931-433-4660, 931-433-4660. Also, they are in need of heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, CDL dump truck drivers, and pipe layers. If you're interested in employment with this family-owned business, you can go to the website www.sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. One of my favorite places to live as a little boy was on the property that we rented from Mr. Horace Whiteside. This was a little white block house located just off Coleman Road in Oxford, Alabama. This was before the industrial complexes had came in and crowded everything out. This little white block house sat at the end of about a 41-yard long gravel driveway. We sat up and behind Mr. Whiteside's house. He and his man, Mr. Beeman, were always out piddling around on his tractor and driving back and forth. And it was fascinating to watch this older retired man play in the dirt. We had Tonka toys and he had a real tractor. If you walked out the front door of our little white house that we were renting, you'd go down a long sloping hill into a pine thicket. This was a rather large pine thicket and the trees were very big and very mature. But on the other side of that pine thicket was a set of apartments. And we really didn't play in those woods very much because of the interaction with the apartment folks. Uh, our grandfather had bought us 14 shotguns. We, the Jones boys, all the grandchildren got a 410 when we turned eight. And so I at least had to be eight years old. Uh, but I had my 410, and Mr. Whiteside would regularly buy us shotgun shells and ask us to scare away or at least thin out the blackbird population that would come in and roost in his pine trees. I remember one afternoon I was out there expending my Christmas allotment of shotgun shells on the blackbirds, and the Oxford police cruised up. Someone in the apartments had called in the ne'er-do-well with the weapon out behind their apartments shooting at blackbirds. Somewhere between age 8 and 11, I had enough composure to unload the shotgun. It was a single-shot shotgun. You opened it at the breech and put a, uh, put a shell in, shot it, and opened it, and it would kick the shell out. You put another one in. I opened that little shotgun up and laid it on the ground and stepped away from it. While I calmly explained to the Oxford police that my landlord told me I should kill the blackbirds, and since I didn't own the property, I had to do what he said. They were gracious and kind, and I do not have a felony record. On the other side of the house was a uh, large dirt field. The field went out, and, and in my mind, it's the size of two football fields, and then it ended with a big terrace, a big dirt bank, and then on top of that was where we had our garden. There was a power line that cut through there, and that power line read, led to an expanse of woods and fields and places to roam. It was a fabulous place to grow up as a boy. If you went out the back door of the little white block house on Coleman Road, our yard was a lush green little lawn. 
it had a big pin oak tree and our swing set set under that. And then you go out to the end of the yard and it dropped off dramatically. And at the bottom of that little hill was another pine thicket. The trees weren't as big, but they were big enough and they were spaced a little closer together. And at the end of those pine trees was a thick tangle of woods, honeysuckle vines and blackberry bushes and deep, dark other pine trees with vines growing in them and pine straw hanging. Intimidating looking piece of woods when you're a child. The pine thicket on the back side of the house is where we kept our three dogs. And as a young boy, we had chores, and one of my chores was to keep the dogs supplied with water. Watering the dogs meant filling up a five-gallon bucket, walking out across that big backyard and down that slippery pine straw-covered hill and distributing water into each of the dog's pan, and it was a daily chore. If you are four foot eleven, a five-gallon bucket of water is almost too tall for you to carry and not kick it, slosh it, or catch it on the ground. Water weighs five pounds to the gallon, and so you're talking about, no, I think water weighs eight pounds to the gallon, so we're talking about a 40-pound, you know, bucket carry when I would have to take my little short legs and water those dogs. Needless to say, this was not a pleasant task. It was not something that I enjoyed doing, and it was something that I often, quote, unquote, forgot to do. My dad would come home from his work at either Turner Dairy or Barber's Dairy or even at those times when he worked at the uh, plant where he ran the big press. And he would come home and we would be sitting around and eating supper and dad would look at me and say, did, did you water the dogs? Silence. No, sir. Well, let's get to it. The problem with watering the dogs after Dad got home was it was it was it was dark, and I'd go outside in the dark, and I'd fill that bucket up with water, and I'd start walking away from that little house toward those dark dark pine trees. You may not be aware of the phenomenon of pine trees in the dark, but there's this thing called a pine tree monster. Now, if you're not up to speed on your uh, cryptozoology, a pine tree monster typically inhabits pine trees. And you get down there and you step off that hill and the light from the house travels in a linear path and then it doesn't penetrate down into those pines. And you hear things moving in the limbs. And you hear things moving above your head. You splash water out on the dogs and you start to work your way back to the house. But you've got to understand the rules of the pine tree monster. Pine tree monsters have uh, dinosaur vision. So if you move very fast, they pick up on your movement. So in order to return to the house safely, you have to clutch your empty water bucket in your hands and you have to take very small, very slow steps and ease your way out of the pine thicket because if you move too fast, they'll see you and they'll get you. And I would walk out toward the house, holding my bucket and holding my breath, trying my best not to run, because if you run, you're doomed. 
that pine tree monster would climb out of that tree and walk up behind me, and you could feel its breath on the back of your neck. And a pine tree monster does not like to be seen. If you turned and looked at it, it would devour you instantly. So you had to walk with your eyes straight ahead, being careful to walk slow enough that it couldn't detect you with its vision. It was just standing behind you, smelling you, hoping you'd make a mistake. And the utter sheer terror of the pine tree monster would almost become overwhelming. But then as my little crew cut head would peek over the top of that hill, standing out under that yellow porch light, leaned against the column of the back porch, the glow of my dad's cigarette. Yeah, my dad smoked in those days. And for whatever reason, he always chose to go outside and smoke when I had to water the dogs after dark. He was allowed to smoke in the house. We had ashtrays. But for some reason, when I was watering the dogs, he'd be standing out there on the back of that porch, leaned against that column under that yellow light. And the glow of that cigarette was a warming beacon of truth. You see... Pine, pine tree monsters are terrified of my dad. That they will not show their face when my dad is outside or my dad is in the yard. My dad knew I was afraid of the dark. My dad knew I was scared to go down there and water those dogs. He never called me a coward. He never made fun of my fear of the dark and the absolute ridiculousness of a pine tree monster. I never even told him I believed in pine tree monsters, but somehow he knew. But he always just stood out there to encourage me. And that's really what encouragement means. It means to infuse courage into someone. He did not absolve me of my responsibility. He did not take away the fact that I had a job to do and I had failed to do it. He simply provided the presence of encouragement for me to face my fear and do my job. I, I am not in any way, shape, or form uncomfortable with the darkness. In fact, if it were not such a weird song, I would use the, the lyrics of the song, The Sound of Silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. I've spent an incredible amount of time in utter pitch black darkness just playing games with the SWAT team. I walk into the woods before daylight, and I often walk out of the woods after the sun has set. And unless I'm trailing an animal, I don't turn my light on in the woods. You can navigate by the, the outline of the horizon and find out where your tree stand is. The darkness is my friend. You ever think about being scared of the things that hide in the dark? <laughs> you ever wonder why they hide? That was because of my dad. I don't mind the darkness. I used to be scared of the dark. But I don't mind the darkness because my dad taught me something about courage and responsibility and that just because it's hard and just because you're scared 
doesn't mean you don't have to do it. Tommy Caldwell, when he talks about his life as a climber, when reviewing some of the things that he'd done as a man, being captured by rebels in a climb when he was out of the country, in his book, The Push, and in even talking about his accomplishment when he uh, and Jorgensen climbed the Dawn Wall, one of the things that, that Caldwell says, is he says he doesn't believe in post-traumatic stress, he believes in post-traumatic growth. And he says it is a parent's job not to prepare the path for their children, but to prepare their children for the path. And see, walking up that little hill, clutching my water bucket to my chest, in mortal terror of a pine tree monster, and seeing my dad standing out there with his cigarette, it didn't tell me I had to be brave. It just told me I didn't have to be afraid. Or maybe it wasn't even about you don't have to be afraid. Maybe it was, it's okay to be afraid. You still have to do your job. Maybe it's even the idea that I don't know what you're afraid of. But I'll be here. And whatever it is that you're facing in the dark, I'll be standing there in the dark with you and just the presence of that light, maybe that bare porch light or maybe just that little glow of the tip of that cigarette let me know that whatever it was that I was facing, I just wasn't by myself in the dark. Courage is not not being afraid. Courage is being afraid, but still walking your path with self-composure at the proper pace, doing the right thing, and getting your job done. I have come to realize that my dad not only does not believe in pine tree monsters, my dad never even knew they existed. See, my dad didn't come out on the porch and smoke his cigarette because of the pine tree monsters. Dad came outside in the dark with his cigarette because of me. And although he didn't believe in the monsters, he believed in me. And if we could just find it in our lives to find someone who's in the dark and who's afraid and stand there in the dark with the tiniest glimpse of light and just simply say, I don't know what it is you're afraid of and I don't know what darkness you're in and I don't know how deep the darkness is within you. But I'm standing here. And I don't have to believe in your monsters. I just believe in you. There are 32 miles of cave passages in Cumberland Cavern. 333 feet underground is the Volcano Room. The Volcano Room is the site for the youth rally known as Erupt. 
It's an underground youth rally. It's an annual event. It takes place in October. The next Erupt is scheduled for October of 2021. Erupt is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. If you'd like more information, you may contact them at eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. That's eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. Or check out their website for more information. Three W's and a dot. Eruptyouthrally.com www.eruptyouthrally.com